everyone. Welcome back to the Chelsea Roar, the Chelsea podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. A Chelsea podcast by a fan for the fans of the Blues of London. Joining me tonight for a preview, huge Super Sunday game coming from the bridge, Chelsea versus Man United. I have Ian joining me, the podmaster, or podfather, I should say, of the Dynamo Podcast Network, and the Blues and the man who brings you the Chelsea Roar. Also joining me, looks like there's a tag team here about the gang up on you, and so get ready. Darren from the red side of Manchester. How are we, Darren? I'm all good, lads. I'm all good. Good, good. And also joining us, Ted, who brings you, along with Darren and McGreg, the Red Devils Report, United Till We Die, on the network, a new Manchester United podcast. Absolutely killing it there on the network. Man, safe to say we have to do a preview for this. This is a huge match coming up tomorrow, isn't it? 4.30 at the bridge, live on Sky Sports, Super Sunday. Initial thoughts, Ian? Sorry, we're having internet issues here. My laptop has decided to freeze completely. I can't hear you. Give me one second. Yeah, no problem. I'll go to you then, Ted. I'll, I'll go to you, Ted, first then. Initial thoughts, Ted? Uh, usually there's there's a bit more of a build-up to a game like this. This one's going to be oh, a bit... That John McAfee lad was dead. This one's going to be a bit of a strange one now, obviously, interim manager in it. Well, interim, interim manager in it, United. So it's going to be a strange old one here now. Um, although form, I suppose, always does go out the window in these games. So I'll be hoping that that, that holds true for us. But if does it doesn't... It does, does form always go out the window? Like, really? Well, it, that's that's the old uh, that's the old adage, and I'm hoping it yeah, holds I, true. I smell if it doesn't, on that one, I have to be honest. Like, yeah, if it doesn't hold true, we'll be in a lot of trouble here. I think. Yeah, we are going to be in a lot of trouble, unfortunately. Like, but I definitely don't think form goes out the window. So if that was the case, like the bookmakers, how would they make a fucking living? I, I suppose, I suppose, surely that the news of Ralph coming in um, should stabilize things somewhat. I mean, obviously, Michael's in charge there at the moment. And in fairness to him, I mean, he made a few changes the other night against Villarreal, didn't he? I know the performance isn't what you might have wanted, even though you got the win. But the win was the most important thing the other night, especially on the back of Oli getting the bullet. Yeah, it's a results business at the minute for us, isn't it? But, um, like, it's never great when you go away. When you win a game 2-0 and your goalkeeper's been your man of the match, like, you know? Um, and he was man of the match. Like, yeah. we're, we're dead and buried there at half-time. Only for David De Gea, you know. Um, Villarreal really, really should have put us to the sword, as they should have in the home uh, toy against United as well at Old Trafford. Like they should have been way out of sight by the time we got the the goals then as well. Um, you know, I think like I like the idea that Carrick didn't just kind of go in and do the status quo. And um, I like the idea he made a couple of changes. I like even that you know tactically he decided that he felt like in the first game at Old Trafford, Villarreal tore it out a little bit after 60 minutes. And he said, you know, I'm going to put something in there for the first 60, get us through that, weather the storm, and then I'll maybe release a couple of the boys off the bench, i.e. Rashford and Fernandez. And like, in fairness to him, it held through, you know, um, and, it, and it worked quite well. But I just think there's a lot of luck involved there because on another day, we're dead and buried there, you know. I don't know what Ted thinks. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with you. We, we're god-awful. Like, I... Watching the match, the commentary for the first half of the game, they were talking about how nothing had really changed. It was still the same sort of game plan as it had been under Ole. And then 
second half comes around and as as you said Carrick makes the substitutions and they are the right ones so it does work out for us but by the end of the game the commentators are talking about oh United have turned a corner here and they're much better than they were under Ole I'm sitting there going not really I mean this is the sort of shit that happened with Ole as well bad performance you win but then because you win it was a good performance yeah not by not it's by paper, over the cracks yeah, I'm not, buy, not buying that at all. Um, it, it, it was a very similar performance to what we would have got under Solskjaer anyway. So a win was needed and we got it. But mm. I wouldn't. Be, it's not filling me full of confidence to be coming into this game now either. Yeah, one thing, one thing that keeps on coming up, I suppose, lads, is, you know, the quality of the squad. And you would think looking at the quality of the squad, you would think on your day, there's enough quality there with the right tactics and the right organisation to compete with most teams. Um, now, we know at the moment Chelsea are operating at a, at a very different level. I mean, you've got Chelsea, City and Liverpool operating at a different level to the rest of the league, but you've got Chelsea operating at a different level to even ourselves even ourselves and City. So I, I suppose in terms of looking at the quality of your squad, squad that's there, I mean, you've... you've oh, sorry there. about that. I need... Yeah, no, no, you're fine. All good. You can hear us now. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, but looking at the quality of your squad there with Ronaldo, Cavani, Rashford, Greenwood, Sancho, and players like that, and obviously in the midfield, then with Bruno or Pogba or whatever it is, you should have the quality there to be competitive, shouldn't you? Darren? Yeah, you absolutely should have. You know, we've enough there to be competitive. I think um, for for... Ralph Ranick, who who's obviously on the way in, and anybody that takes over after Ralph, um, it's going to be about finding the right kind of blend in in in, in the starting eleven, because mm. I, I feel like that's something maybe the Solskjaer wasn't able to do, and um, he was accommodating far too many players in a system, and and I don't think you're going to see that under Ranick. I think he's going to go out. He's going to go. We're going to play a certain way, and if you can fit into my system, you'll play. If you can fit into my system, there's the bench or there's the stands. Right, and that's going to be it. Like it's a German like, way, isn't it? It's the right? German and way. Then you only see there's a couple of players sitting on the United bench. We've spoken about it recently, and um, you know the likes of Matic and Mata who can't play that kind of a game because of physically how they move. I think we'll see lads from the other twenty threes coming up. I think we'll see the boy Hannibal, and um, we might see the boy Dylan Hugover. Like there's a couple of lads that could get promoted because they've got energy, they've got a little bit about them. They're going to put themselves about the pitch, you know. And I think that's probably you know, over the next maybe seven months while he's there, I think we'll see a lot of change at United. Um, and not necessarily from a buying point of view, but from a clearing the dead wood out point of view. Because he only knows, or he, no, not he only knows, I have to take that back. He only wants to play a certain way. So it's his way or the highway. And that's been the problem at United for me for quite a while now. We've been kind of shoehorning lads into places where we didn't really have a position for them or where we didn't re- they didn't really add enough to the team or to the balance of the team, but they got a game anyway because they're a big name or they're a big star or we didn't want to upset people. Listen, lads, this is Manchester United. You know, for my money, and I'll argue with anyone else, this is the biggest football club in the world, right? If you're going to be in that starting 11 week to week, go on you, you're only around a few years to get out of, right? And and if you're going to start, if you're going to start for that for that first team, you need to make sure that you're leaving, you know, the fucking insides out on that pitch. You know, that's, that's what it should mean to lads. It shouldn't be this pedestrian shite it's walking around, looking at each other, and uh, you didn't pass me the ball and all this. Right? This is now where somebody needs to take over and start getting the cane out and absolutely sticking it to these boys. 
Ian, now that you're back on, initial thoughts on the game tomorrow? Yeah, looking forward to it. I always look forward to, uh, like, it's kind of, I suppose, when Mourinho came in, as, as Darren kind of alluded to earlier, when Mourinho came in uh, with, with uh, that kind of rivalry he had with, with Mr. Ferguson, it, it kind of became a much bigger fixture than it already was. I mean, it was always good games with United and Chelsea, even in the 90s. There were always great games. I remember the 3-3 at Old Trafford. Um, I think Zola, Zola scored the first goal. Torrent and Flo had the race. Yeah, the, yes, Jimmy Floyd, Flo and Hasselbank got the other two. And then I think Giggsy and Solskjaer scored. Too. That was a great. So there's always been great games. I'm just using that as an example. Um, there's always something in the air when United and Chelsea play. I think there's always been a kind of a, a mutual mutual kind of respect rivalry between the two. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not like a Liverpool-United rivalry or you know, a Chelsea-Totten rivalry, but it is a rivalry, but just more so in a in a kind of a mutual respect way. And I think um, I think every time this fixture comes up, it's always great. But even more so now, we're top of the league, United fans and United as a team are going to be chomping at the bit to try and make a statement here to the new boss. There's going to be certain players out there that will want to kind of prove a point. <clears throat> For some of them, I'm sure the boys will agree because I watched your show the other day, lads. Great show, by the way, Red Devils Report. Uh, United Till We Die, great, great podcast on the, on the network. I watched your your points about Pogba and certain players like that, and I understand that there's you know a lot of United fans that will feel that it's too late for certain players anyway, because you know we've always we've seen in the past with the likes of a Pogba that would just pop up, do a couple of nice things for a game or two, and then kind of go back to normal to normality. I think what Darren was saying there, it's um, it's very true. Like Ragnarok won't fucking I can never say his name. I call him Thor Ragnarok. We'll just call him that, um, <laughs> for argument's sakes. Just call him he, Ralph. Um, yeah, Ralph is yeah. the easiest way to get around. I don't know. I like Ragnarok. It sounds good. <laughs> he's going to throw the hammer down. And the thing is, he's right. It's these German bosses, and especially these kind of younger German bosses that have that kind of modern philosophy in football. You don't fit into a system. I don't give a shit if your name's Paul Pogba or what color you have in your hair. Get the fuck out or else play the way I want you to play. So I think there will be, uh, <clears throat> I'm not uh, I'm not going to sit here and be cocky and go Chelsea. They're just going to absolutely destroy United the way, you know, a lot of people are kind of assuming. Um, am I confident that we're going to win it? Absolutely. I think any team on the planet playing Chelsea in the form that we're in at the moment is going to struggle. But, um, but I do expect United to come to the bridge. They've always had a good, decent record at the bridge, to be fair. And we've always had a decent record at Old Trafford, funny enough. Um, <clears throat> I believe even Chelsea before the, the money came in, we always had a phenomenal record at Old Trafford, believe it or not. Um, I used to absolutely hate, yeah, hate playing Chelsea in the mid to late 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, and even, you know, even when they were eight in the table, yeah, and little John Spencer would nip in with yeah. a goal and make it 1 0, and you'd be just going. What the fuck happened there? I believe Paul Furlong like went on like a went on like a thirteen or fourteen game dry spell and went to Old Trafford and got it. Open the up, open up a kind of whoop ass in the bleeding <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh man! So yeah. it's no, it's a great game. It's a, it's a great fixture. Like Darren said, you know, I'm, I know I'm, I'm teasing him there, going, mm, the biggest club in the world. It's always going to be Real Madrid for me, but that's with me. But I mean, you can't argue that you know they're the biggest club in the world. So when they come to town. Um, to my beloved Blues it's always exciting um, there's always an atmosphere in the air 
like I say, there's always good banter between the fans. Like I said, it's not a hated rivalry. It's just, but it's it's a rivalry that's there. Do you know what I mean? Because of competitiveness and, and that's built over the last 20 years. In fairness though, most 12-year-olds don't have hate in them. Like, so, you know. I don't know where you're going with that. Darren. The average age of most of the Chelsea fans, like, so that's unjust. Well, you're going back to 2004 now. You're knocking a couple of years off there. <laughs> we're, up, we're, up at, we're up at 17 now. <laughs> yeah, we're at 17. We're nearly 18. Yeah, I, I think, I suppose to look at it this way, Darren, we've spoke about it before. I mean, Chelsea have such a great squad at the moment. They're in such a rich frame of form. They're absolutely bashing everyone at the moment. They're not giving anything away. Last 50 games, 34 clean sheets, 24 goals conceded. I mean, that's unbelievable form. I would say one thing, definitely the best defensive side in the world moment without a shadow of it. I don't think there's an argument that can be made. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't argue with that, I have to be honest. No. Um, I think when I when I look at Chelsea at the minute, I think their organization at the back is really, really top drawer. Um, you know, I think the boy Mendy has done a phenomenal job. Absolutely phenomenal job. Um, since he's come in to the side he really has, you know, he's took the baton and, uh, or as Vinny would say, he's reached for that brass ring, you know, and he's, he's really, really, um, you know, he buried Kepa, obviously, absolutely buried the poor lad, you know, and any time quite before me would have had coming in, you just thought, well, that's the end of that, isn't it? Um, he's been super, his, as from a goalkeeping point of view, like, he's so imposing um, as, a, as an opposition player, like when they're coming in on goal, He's so big. He's got that kind of that kind of wingspan, you know. Um, he moves quite well. I would say the only thing I'm I don't feel wingspan, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say the only thing he doesn't he doesn't fill me with confidence with is when he comes for crosses. Um, he can be a little bit flappy at times, um, but I think most of the time he's clever enough and he goes, you know what? I just won't get involved. I think I think that's sorry. I that I disagree there. I think it's quite the opposite, man. I think. Like, uh, if you could give me one one example um, of, of a spill I'll that he's had. Later. I'll yeah. send you a couple later, no problem. Because I've Please seen him do. drop a couple. Just Please cross. It's yeah. just it's just that, like... Oh, you could be right. I'm just trying to think in my head. Like, yeah, no, I'm not... I don't not, see here. And you know the thing is? I don't think they necessarily led to goals. Yeah. Which means they might be might not be as prevalent in your memory. Because obviously... I get you. you know, That's fair. If he coughed it up, you go, fair. oh, she coughed it up. But I think he kind of he's coughed up a few and then maybe he's fallen on them or he's done. He just doesn't convince me with crosses. But as for good, re- shot, good reaction time, I suppose, is what you're saying. If he makes a little bit of an error, he's quick yes, enough to kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. and, and I mean from okay. a shot stopping point of view, he's been phenomenal. He's Ted, just Ted, been phenomenal. Ted, come in here. You've been quite vocal at times about Mandy and, and the comparison with the hair and stuff like that. What what's your thoughts at the back there in the goalkeeping situation? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with Darren that for crosses, he is sometimes a bit flappy. And I don't think they have led to goals. I think that's more down to the centre-backs and, you know, stuff being on the line to make sure that the ball doesn't, when he does miss it, when he comes out. And I think he's learned from that, um, that he isn't coming out for those crosses now as much as he used to. He's now just sticking to his line, um, which is working for him at the moment. But I do think that is something that he would need to work on because... Uh, it's something that we can see with De Gea. De Gea is god-awful at coming out off his line. Um, and Mendy would want to fix that in his game because we've we've seen the, the back problem of it. And 
you know, it's working out at the moment for Chelsea that those are not turning into scrambly little goals. But, but again, Ted, you're kind of you're kind of making this sound like it's a regular occurrence and it's a problem. Like no, Aaron's, he, Aaron's struggling to get a few there. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm I'm saying that he did at the start of the season. He's now learned to stay on his line more. He's not he's letting the centre backs cover when the ball does come in and he's staying on the line. Sure he's weren't playing FIFA at this time or and actually, to be honest with you, the only reason I mention it is I think it's the only thing that he would need to address to be in that, you know, bracket of best in the world type thing, you know, in that position. Um, and that's all. Like, to have him, to have him up for me, right, because, and I've got to be honest, like, personally speaking, the best keeper in the Premier League for me is Alisson. Um, and, and the only reason I feel like he's the best keeper in the Premier League is because all round, you know, he's a rounded goalkeeper. He's better at all facets of the game than the other keepers. Do you know well, what I mean? The only thing, the only thing that I think Allison has on uh, has on Mendy is his distribution. And I don't think there's a better goalkeeper in the world at distributing the ball than Allison. I, I would concur there. Well, himself and Anderson are both uh, him and yeah, Anderson, no, yeah, yeah, him and Anderson. Yeah, they're, they're Brazilian, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, no, but yeah, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to follow that up. I was going to follow it up with Ederson, but I think, I think if you're talking about an old school goalkeeper, which at the end of the day, lads, let's be real, a goalie's paid to fucking paid to stop the ball going in yeah. the net, and at the moment, neither of those keepers come close to Mendy with his record at the moment. His, you, you know. For every highlight reel you can show me spin, him spilling the ball, I'll show you a highlight reel of him stopping the ball going in. He's looking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not to say he's a bad, a bad keeper or anything. It's just to say no, that if there is no, because if, there if you is... were saying that, you'd be laughed at on the internet. No, but some it's... people are probably laughing at the moment. To be fair, because of the spills being being called out as a problem, because no one laughed at him. It's only far was here, so nobody could hear us. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. Well, when well they're good, they're listening now. <laughs> no, but when... we're laughing, well, pal. Well, what we're saying is that when. You know when he does come out, it, it's like he's. Slightly I think it's. I think it's absolutely nonsense in my opinion. I think it's nonsense, and like I say, let's get the highlight reel and put it down in the corner of it, and I guarantee you'll you'll struggle to find three. Well, let's but, let's let's move on from the goalkeepers because they're we know they're both excellent anyway. There we know all those four goalkeepers are excellent. Let's get into a bit of team news here and look at possible lineups anyway. For Chelsea at the moment, Kante's injury is not as serious as thought but he may or may not be risked. We know Kovacic and Kai Havertz are still a doubt with a hamstring strain. Lukaku is unlikely to start. Um, so you're looking at a lineup there potentially, in of Mendy, Chalaba, shout out to that kid. What a kid, what a player he's turning into. Absolutely. Uh, he's right? Thiago yeah. Silva, Rudiger, James, Reese James, another great shout out there. Jorginho, my man for the Ballon d'Or. Loftus-Cheek, Alonso, Mount, Hudson, Adoy, and Werner. Um, thoughts in on the starting lineup? Are you talking about the knock on the fucking door you're talking about? Is it? He's knocking, he's knocking on the door, that ballon door. I'm telling you, he's knocking on it. Yeah, if he's knocking on the door, fucking Jimmy Savile wouldn't let the cunt in get out of there. Really, <laughs> Baron, Baron, you're the only, you're the only football in the room that doesn't see it. <laughs> we'll get in, we'll get into that. Don't worry, you know, you know. We will, we, we, and we know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and thoughts, thoughts on starting lineup. 
Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say you could probably flip a coin with Werner and Pulisic. Obviously, Werner's only back from the injury, so you could probably flip a coin there with the two of them. And obviously, Werner getting the goal at the end. He had some good movement when he came on. And he's, he's definitely having a bit of a better run of it this season than he did last year. So I'd, I'd flip a coin with them. Um, Ziyech put his name in the hat after his display against uh, against Juventus. I thought his movement was fantastic. If you look at his touch screen, like look at the, the screen, you look at his touch sheet where he was on the pitch, he was all over the place. Heat map. Heat map. Yeah, the, the heat yeah. map, they call it these days. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not worried. Cheers, bro. You've always got me back. <laughs> um, I'm not... Listen, Chilwell, literally one of the top three left-backs, left-wing-backs in the world at the moment, so it's a huge loss. I think for the likes of Alonso to slip in there, I'm not overly worried about it. I mean, this is a lad who's still won competitions with Chelsea as well. It's his pace that bothers me. Um, but I do think with either Hudson, I'd say it'll be Hudson and Adoy out there. Whether he goes with Hudson out on the left, which I hope he does, <clears throat> I think he'll, uh, he's enough pace. And he, I think the one thing Tuchel's done with him, and I'm sure you've noticed this, Darren, because you're, you're a baller fan as well. One thing that uh, Hudson Adoy has definitely improved on is his tracking back and his attacking. He knows when to do both. And that's well, finding that out a little bit. I, I think, again, as we spoke earlier about the, about the Rangnick, uh, you know the idea is you want in that's fine but learn, if you want learn in, how to do it yeah. you, you buy in yeah, and you buy into what I'm asking you to do and yeah. I think very quickly this kid decided you know what if I want to fulfil any of the potential I have and it's undoubted you know the, the kind of talent that this kid has yeah. I've got to be able to I've got to be able to tick the box for this guy and to tick the box that means I have to do this both ways you know, and, and I mean, look at look at what he's been from since the start of the season. Now, originally, it was an injury that got him into the team. But mm-hmm. now I think when guys are fit, he possibly still may hold a spot. Yeah. Because he's earned a spot. He's earned the trust of Tuchel, you know? Now, I have a feeling as well, just a quick one, Tuchel could throw a curveball on this because he has played a lot of football and he could go with Puley on the left and he could go with Timo up front as well. And he could go with hudson Doy on the right. So it could be, again, there's just so much depth there that he can literally, depending on what he sees United put now, he could change it about. But I think you're you're in a, in and about there. Anyway, Noel, sorry, go back to yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he might spring Pulisic from the bench. You know, that's a prize. After yeah. 50, 60 minutes, that might be the technique there. Let's get on to United anyway. Paul Pogba out on long term, obviously, at the moment. Uh, doubts also yes. persist for Fred, Edson, Cavani and Luke Shaw. And then, <laughs> ah, yes. obviously, Marcus Greenwood with the COVID positive test. Marcus Greenwood? Mm. Sorry, Is that Mason, a combination sorry, player? Sorry, Mason, Mason Greenwood. Sorry, not Marcus Greenwood. <laughs> Marcus Rashford, I was thinking. Same that. team. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but also, we know Harry Maguire suspended as well. Um, yes. So, so Get Darren, in there. That's, why that's why I'm worried now. <laughs> Come so, on. so, in terms, Darren, you take this first, and then Ted. In terms of the squad, and in terms, or sorry, in terms of the starting eleven, potentially you're looking at the Haya, Wambasaka, Lindelof, Boy, Tellez, Matic, McTominay, Sancho. Fernandez, Rashford, and Ronaldo. In terms of that setup, in terms of all the attacking options you know that Chelsea have and the amount of players they have that can put the ball in the back of the net, where, where, what way do you see that setup going? I'd be absolutely shocked if he went with what you just called out. Like shocked if Nemanja Static 
starts for us tomorrow, we may stop playing after fucking 15 minutes and just give him the game. Because, like, there's no way he's going to be able to keep up with that Chelsea midfield and with the way they move the ball and with the legs they have in there, right? So, like, that's... There's no way he starts tomorrow. Absolutely no chance of it, right? And um, that's hopefully the first thing. I think it's a it's a it's that's a win. Because Ge- Georgie boy will have a run around all day with those little passing moves. <laughs> yeah, he keeps knocking them out for throw-ins. That's why. Um, no, 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 no. You said the Chelsea midfield was always two, and I one think, is a constant. Uh, I think you know we've already had a couple of big wins with you know <clears> Harry <throat> obviously being suspended. Um, I think that's a big win. Because uh, I think Chelsea have an awful lot of pace in and around that 18-yard box. And I think he'd absolutely have us crucified, if I'm honest. Um, you know, I think we, we obviously we can see how big and awkward and cumbersome he is at times. I just think with, with, with the speed around that 18-yard box, I think it's probably a little easier for us to have the likes of Lindelof and Boy that maybe might be able to keep up physically with the There's pace. A bit more pace. Yeah, exactly. A bit more pace. Although maybe they're not as good as foot. You know, you're talking like we need Boy to have a massive game tomorrow. Now, is he capable of it? Absolutely. Would I put the fucking, you know, the house money on it? No, no I wouldn't chance. because, you know, he's just gone from hero to zero and zero to hero so much in his time at Old Trafford that it's a little bit scary. Um, but I think, you know, you'd have to be at this from the word go and in every single area of the park. If United are a little bit off the pace in that fourth half, the way they have been, you know, recently, I think Chelsea could steamroll us very early and, and be a goal, two goals up by half time. And then what are you doing? Then you're staring down another three or four nil, maybe even five, like we got at Liverpool. <laughs> um, and that, w- again, would be another disaster. Because you have to remember, although we've appointed Ralph now as the interim, you don't want these guys going into him fucking broken, you know, and at the minute, they're just above where they need to be. But another couple of another defeat like that, like we've had with Liverpool or like we had with City, or a performance like we had at Wofford. And again, these lads are on their knees because it's got to be horrible to look around that dressing room and look at each other and go, Where the, what the fuck is this like? Yeah, you know, also, also your position in the league is slipping greatly. We're, we're eight, at the nine, minute. eight or ninth at the moment. I think. We're eight yeah. or ninth at the minute. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I looked earlier on when the table flashed up on the TV. And like a win tomorrow doesn't really do a whole lot for us, which is the scary thing. But a defeat really doesn't do anything for us. A win. So like, a this win is, to- I feel like this is a way bigger game for us than it is Chelsea. Yeah, you know? win, I think a win tomorrow will be massive for you in terms of in terms of your outlook and pushing forward into the midweek fixtures and stuff that are coming up. Because the Premier League games are going to come now ticking fast. Ted, um, the little sort of decision of captaincy has to be sorted out tomorrow. Who do you reckon gets the nod and gets the armband? I, th- I think it, it is going to go to Ronaldo, whether people agree with that decision or not. I think that that is where it's going to... Who else are you going to give it to? Maybe De Gea, but is there anyone else out there that you're you're looking at giving that, that captaincy to if it's not Ronaldo or De Gea? Uh, I don't think there is, really. Um, It's not going to be Lindelof. It's not going to be Bailly. Not going to be any of the other defenders. Bruno, maybe. That's about it. You're not spoiled for a choice for a captain seat here at the moment. No. Any other yeah, thoughts on sure. it, Darren? No, like I, I, yeah, I suppose Ronaldo's the easy choice, if we'll call it that. Um, but again, I think it's a really, really bad message to send out, if I'm honest. Um, 
like we've talked about it recently about <coughs> I feel listen we'd be in a, a really really poor position if Ronaldo wasn't there at the minute because his goals have been so vital and they've come at really vital times in the Champions League and in the league but I feel like when we go into games we're really playing with 10 men and for and for guys who are out there putting a shift in to look and go this guy got the armbands you know now you can also count the boys who are putting a shift in on one hand by the way just why we you know so I'm not saying there's a plethora of talent to choose from there and there's and there's this long list of guys that you go oh we go him we go him we go. there's not I personally would would err on the side of David De Gea um, I don't think he's maybe vocal enough to be a captain which is my, my issue but I certainly think he leads a certain way i.e. with his performances like if you've seen him with the armband on Wednesday night or Tuesday night it, you wouldn't have been shocked to see him perform like that as the captain. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I personally would stick it on the head. And it's not just because it's the goalkeeper's union here either. I just think that would be a better fit. I think the Ronaldo thing sends out an awful message to the rest of the players. You know, don't track back. Don't run. Don't do this. Don't do that. And guess what? You too might get an armband in the weeks to come. You know, like that's that's so poor. It really, yeah. really is. No, I, I agree. And I, I've said it in the, the group chat with the, with Greg and stuff as well. I think De Gea is the one. Um, Greg has mentioned that he, he doesn't want to see it put on De Gea because you're talking one or two years and then De Gea, you know, might move on or whatever. But sure, one or two years, somebody else might step up to, you know, take that captaincy in that time. Uh, I, I don't think it should be Ronaldo either, but I do think that I think that's where it will go. I think it's the easy choice and... Unfortunately, the easy choice seems to be the one that uh, United are taking a lot of the time here. Um, I am worried about this game, though, defensively, even with Maguire out. I, I do agree with Darren that his pace wasn't going to help us, but by you don't know what you're going to get. Um, Shaw is out, which thankfully, because he had two weeks where he was put down with what looked like a concussion they needed to finally get him out. But Tellez defensively is suspect at best. He can cross the ball at everything, but I don't know if he can defend. Mm. Haven't seen him do much defending, and that worries me when you have the likes of uh, either Ziyech or possibly Pulisic, Pulisic uh, running at him. I That we could get torn apart down that left side. I don't think he's that bad defensively, but what I do think is we're playing him in the wrong system. Like when he played at Porto, he played as the left wing back as opposed to the left back. And I yeah. think as a left wing back, you have a lot less of... Um, a job going backwards, you know what I mean? Mm. You're giving a little more license on the back of there being three centre-backs behind you, yeah. which is obviously how Chelsea play, right? Mm. So when you when you see, obviously, I think I think the idea tomorrow would be to match up with Chelsea do and to go three at the back. Now, well, I'm, like, I, no, I'm interested in this one now because obviously we've heard a lot from the United side and now yeah. I'm going to give the Chelsea fans a little bit of insight. I think there is teams that have tried to do that, including Arsenal. I think when you try and match up with a Tuchel system, you are asking to be ass bleeped, you know? But I don't um, think necessarily the system. I just think the formation. But I even the formation. Talked. But even the formation. I mean, look, it's like putting a band-aid over an illness. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 to stop certain bleeding, I think. Because you still have a lot of positives, right? Because if I was to talk about my worry, I'm looking at the Jaden Sancho, Javi Alonso side. I'm going, this is where Jab, this is where United can find a lot of fucking credit because Jabby Alonso is the laziest bastard on the planet. He's great passer of a ball though for Liverpool, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? So it's it's um 
that's a worry for us. But I mean, I, I think if I'm looking at um, if I'm looking at the looking at this game, yeah, the front three. I mean, in turn, it's what United can do to us, really. I think that's what it boils down to. What can United do to us? Because yeah, they but know. Look, at the, look at the sides that you've come up against with far superior attacking qualities than United, and they didn't lay so much as a fucking glove yeah. on you. No, so, I get like, you. Really, I get you. Like, no, I, I get I would think from a United point of view, I'd be more than happy to see three centre-backs, three centre-midfielders, two strikers and the wing-backs and, and try and keep things nice and tight, play on the bounce and just keep things and try and control a little bit of tempo as opposed Nailed to allowing, allowing Chelsea to carve us open from the outside in. Like That's a really big fear of mine tomorrow because there's so much pace going down those wings. Obviously, Chilwell is out. Um, but you'll still have Reese James, you'll still have Hudson Adoy, you know, you'll still have Pulisic or Havertz and you'll pass or ZH. So there's an awful lot of speed there. But you but you play three at the back, there's only two ways you can go. So you've only got you've got a three four three or you've got a three five two, right? So you know what I mean? You've got your your wingers who are acting as your wing backs in, in a three five two system, or you can have like your, your main focal point up front and someone playing off and possibly that can be the floater. But then, who are United putting as their wing backs? Then that's that's where you want to do a problem. Are you are you expecting Wambasaka to do both and cover both the attacking side, and then you're expecting your three centre backs to stretch out then and cover you'd, the three boys? You'd have to be you'd have to be playing Wambasaka. I feel. Well, yeah, that's why I as mentioned. The, yeah, as I the centre back. The third centre back, yeah, as on the, the right hand side, on the right on hand, the hand side, yeah, with with Lindelof on the left and Boy in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you'd play Tellez and Delo as the wing back, so to speak, for now. Mm, yeah. And um, because defensively that brings us a little more solidity. Now, if you are sense. still in a game later on, you could maybe change the wing backs and maybe be a little more offensive if you were in a position to. And maybe if you felt like there was something to pick at there, you know. But and, and I think you'd be going with three in the middle and you'd be playing maybe Rashford and Ronaldo up front to try and just keep that pace. And keep trying to get the Chelsea boys turned if you could, you know, because I think if we play out in front of Chelsea, they're going to have such a comfortable day. It's scary. You know what I mean? Like, we need to get them turned. Let's get into predictions now. We've only got about three minutes left, so let's get into predictions. I'll go first, will I? Yep. Mm-hmm. 3-1 Chelsea. Ted? Uh, depends if you're going with your heart or your head. If you're going with your head, I think Darren's probably... Right with it, but I, I, it never sits right with me to uh, to predict that United are going to lose. So I'm going to predict uh, predict a, a one all draw and hope that that's what we get. But I don't, I can't see us winning it either. That'd be a, that'd be a fabulous result for United. Yeah, massive result for United. I like, I like how you explained that though, Ted. That was nice because I could feel the pain there. And I'm, yeah, I, and I'm sure I, the Chelsea I, fans are with you on that one. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not putting any money on this game because I can't back against United. I know Darren, I is, Darren does because. That way, if if we win, he's happy, and if we if we lose, he's still happy. But he likes money. It's just I, I can't I can't do it. So okay, <laughs> can't do it. Can't back against my own team. Danny, Noel, Van, Danny Van der Beek ain't picking up that restaurant bill, Darren. Sure, he's not. Hey, no fucking <laughs> way, I am actually funny enough. Before Darren said that, I'm not even just saying this. I had three one in my head as well. I just fancy a Ronaldo goal from the United side. Something more as a. I don't know. It was a token goal. I had, I, I had three one as well. Hmm. But you know what? 
that's not my real answer. No, I'm going with... Um, I'm, I'm going to give the Chelsea fans something to be excited about tomorrow. I'm going to go with 4-0. That's exactly what I'm going with. I don't think United are going get to get a sniff, personally. I'm, I'm going to go 4-1. And the, the reason I'm I'm putting you know four one Chelsea now Ronaldo from the halfway line. No, no, I think I, th- I think I think Ronaldo will crop up with a goal. I think at some stage there'll be a free kick or something. He loses it. But I think I think Chelsea are gonna to be too powerful. I, I, I think they're gonna have most of the possession. They're gonna run United ragged into the ground. I think the boy Reese James tomorrow could be man of the match tomorrow. I think he's absolutely outstanding. I think he will torture United. And I think the opportunity to spring the likes of Pulisic or that from the bench, I think it's just too much for United. You know, when, when I look at the two starting lineups or potential lineups and I match them up, you know, I mean, if you were doing a combined 11, literally who gets into that Chelsea side from that United side? And when I hear the guys talking about the captaincy and we think about United at one stage who had 11 captains on the pitch, Mm. And now they're struggling to find a captain, you know what I mean? And you're looking at Bruno Fernandes, who's the poster boy, and he's not even in the conversation for the captaincy, you know what I mean? And David De Gea tomorrow, I think, will be so busy. I think he's the last guy you want to put the captaincy on as well, because he's going to have his hands full tomorrow, just trying to keep Chelsea out on that bay. And I just, I just think it's probably the worst time for United to come up against Chelsea and now saying all that I think tomorrow we might end up with just a boring nil-nil or something but well, we, well we, it's the same it's the same uh, it's the same train of thought that those Chelsea fans have as well obviously yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm part of a lot of uh, a lot of the Twitter groups with a lot of yeah. kind of high profile Chelsea lads and they're the same you know so it works yeah. both ways but yeah. either way it's an intriguing game so yeah I just I, I just think I think Chelsea will, will approach this in a certain kind of a different way. I think, as Darren said, if if United do try and match them up, you know, man for man and that kind of formation and stuff like that, I think yeah, Chelsea, yeah. I think Chelsea with the power and the strength and the players that they have, and United with the lack of coaching and the lack of structure and the lack of that quality into that system. I think they'd be found out very quickly. And to be honest with you, I think if United do come onto the pitch and try to match Chelsea up in that formation, Tuchel will just do this and he'll change the formation and just tear them apart because he's just he's just that good a coach, to be honest. I just think Chelsea at the moment are just scintillating. Well, my closing, my closing thoughts to the boys would be, because I know we have banter on this channel, yeah. but, but we're, we're all friends here at the end of the day. Mm. Um, my... I suppose, like, if I if I was in you guys' shoes, which I have been, you know what I mean? It's happened to Chelsea before. What I would be expecting from you... You wouldn't speak to my shields, Ian. I've got really big shields, Paul. You do? I know. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's that mean? Big socks? <laughs> <laughs> baggy, baggy, baggy jeans. <laughs> baggy jeans, yeah. Darren wearing the old fucking... The old... Uh, what do you call them? The old G stars from back in the day with his LeBrons. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think honestly, in closing, my closing thought from a United perspective, if we're, if we're a United fan, would be at least a performance tomorrow. Something to at least like look at who you think is going to step up. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a chance there now for you know one of those centre backs to go. I'm going to make it really hard for Harry Maguire to get back into this team. I'm going to make it really hard for Luke Shaw to get back into this team when he comes back. I, I'm going to make this central midfield position my own. So, you know what I mean? That's that's kind of what I would expect from from a United perspective. I, so I, I think, do think there will be individual performance. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I think you, you're coming up against a team that is possibly at the moment 
you know, one of the one of the most difficult fucking teams to play against in Europe. And um, I would, I would, I would bet against us against anybody at the moment. You know what I mean? In in the form we're in, so, um, and it's hard to argue that. So, sure. yeah. I'm going to, uh, just before you finish, because I know you, I can see you yeah. cutting to that mic there, I'm going to throw one other little variable in here. You know, at times I have a little crystal ball that I look into here, yeah? Yeah. Mystic Mac. My show for tomorrow is, if he doesn't see red, he goes very close to it, right? And it may be something we end up talking about on the mashup on Monday. Alex Tellez, right? Because Rich James running at him, yeah. Yeah. Not even because of James. I just think he's 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 very very frustrated at United with yeah. the way things have gone. He's mm. super frustrated. The kids, yeah. you know, he's every other day. He's got ten pictures up on Instagram. He's in the gym. He's here. He's there. He he looks like a guy that's given everything. And and I think he's gonna go out to try and put a marker down, like you said, and go. This is fucking my spot, and you're not getting it back. But just feel like you know he could maybe. Cross that line, overzealous, just a little bit, and um, you know, re- even really early on in the game, and just go to rattle someone, and all of a sudden you're going, oh god, no, do you know what I mean? Well, it's and if that happens, good it could Lord. Be really good if you get down to ten men, then we're talking a potential cricket score here based on the defending that's there at the moment. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, lads. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Been an absolute pleasure having you on, guys. We will wait with bated breath tomorrow. No doubt the banter will be rife on the WhatsApp group. Until next time, this has been your Chelsea Roar and Red Devils Report preview for the Super Sunday game tomorrow. Half four at the bridge. Will London be blue or will the Manx come to town and paint it red? Till next time, man. Cheers. Look.